If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. DFS Today. Good morning, everybody. Week 15, live from the Sports Grid TV studio in the Meadowlands. FanDuel Sportsbook right here with Joe PCP. I'm Mike Blewett, and we're going to bring you all the action today on DFS Today, sponsored by Daily Roto. What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Mikey? Are you excited for some football? Week 15, round two of the playoffs. I'm pumped. Lots of defenses that are quitting on us. Ready yeah. for some DFS action? I am. I am. I'm pretty uh, excited about it. I think the game that we can start with as far as the game stack is concerned is probably not something that we would have thought of, you know, two months ago. And then Ryan Tannehill showed up and made the, the Titans the most efficient offense in the entire NFL. So we really start there. We have Tannehill playing great, particularly in play action, going up against Deshaun Watson. So you have some options in this game to start with. It probably wasn't one that you and I would have thought so a month ago. That's right. Who would have thought Ryan Tannehill would change everything? Ryan Tannehill has played absolutely fantastic football. And, yeah, at the same time, you would say, well, what was going wrong with the Dolphins all those years? Was it Adam Gase? Was it the team around him. Maybe it was a combination of all those things. All I know is that Ryan Tannehill has picked up this Titans team. They've been rolling ever since, and it doesn't hurt that we are in my favorite time of year, and that's Derrick Henry season. That's right. The holiday season is time for loved ones and Derrick Henry running the football, and those are my two favorite things, Mike Blewett, and that's what's going on. And look, A.J. Brown's become relevant as well uh, through Ryan Tannehill's play. He's making plays with his legs. He's finding ways to get the job done, and in terms of return on investment, he hasn't climbed that far yet in terms of salary where he's overpriced himself. He's in a good spot. Uh, 65 over on DK. He's in the low 7, mid-7 range again on Fandle. You really got to love what you see on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, uh, some concerns about Henry being banged up. We'll talk about the individual position groups a little bit later, but uh, any concerns about Derrick Henry being banged up at at this point, or you think that he's just going to be a workhorse regardless? Well, the problem is this. The problem is you've now gotten to a point where you have Derrick Henry at this high price tag. Now, a couple weeks he's been in that low eight range and it's steadily climbed and climbed and climbed and now now we're at a point where at nine one over on FanDuel. So is he worth it? Yeah. He is. He probably still is in cash games. I think in tournaments, it's a little bit more difficult, especially with some of the other running back value on the board. There's a lot of guys in that low seven range that you could pair up instead of going stars and scrubs there. Uh, I definitely prefer Henry this week to Mr. Christian McCaffrey if you're going to spend up as well. But I think Henry still plays in cash. Even at that salary, I think it's a pretty good one. Even with the injury, it's something he's been kind of nursing through the last few weeks. And let's not forget the other side of this ball, too. DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, certainly a nice pairing as well in cash. Yeah, no doubt. 
doubt about it. So uh, I think plenty of options there. Uh, let's move on to the next. That's the highest total uh, on the board right now, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, the next couple of highest are Seattle at Carolina and Cleveland at Arizona. Let's start with that 1 o'clock Seattle at Carolina game. What do you think there? Russell Wilson not been as efficient yeah. as of late. He was uh, tearing the league up. He was an MVP candidate. I think Lamar has uh, dusted just about everybody in that race now. But uh, Russell Wilson really concerning the last couple of weeks. Only four touchdowns and four picks. Yeah, things have gone south a little bit for the Seahawks of late. But I would keep this in mind, too. This is the perfect storm here for Chris Carson. Uh, all of a sudden, that Carolina defense has really kind of shut its doors up and gone home for the season. And uh, they're giving up a ton of points to opposing running backs. And the best news for Chris Carson was the worst news for Rashad Penny, who tore his ACL last week. So now Carson's got that backfield to himself. I don't want to hear about ProSize or anybody else. It's a great opportunity for Chris Carson to smash, and he will. Carson is the best standalone piece. I think you like the Seahawks' defense in this one too, but I love the running game there. And, of course, DJ Moore, you can't make a lineup and play DFS without DJ Moore somewhere because he's just been so damn consistent. But I'm yeah. going to fade CMC this week in this game. But you're right, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson have not – played quite up to their abilities yeah. uh, where they were maybe just a month ago. Yeah, Rams uh, took care of them pretty easily uh, over this past week. One thing I would say about Carolina is that I think oftentimes when there's a coaching change, a mid-season coaching change, we have a lot of trepidation as to how that will go. I think Washington, to their credit, now they haven't been good, but they've been in a lot of games. Bill Callahan has played a slow-down, old-school style of football. they played fairly well defensively. They've kept games tight, right? They've covered a few games recently, most notably against the Packers. But Carolina, we had the same trepidation. What's going to look like when Ron Rivera leaves? Well, we saw that. And Atlanta it feels like CMC is kind of losing steam a little bit, too. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's been a hell of a workload. There. Yeah, and I think. I think they're just losing touchdown equity. They're not scoring as many points, and they, they got over to yeah, Kyle Allen. That's right. Really that's right. They got a ton of picks here in the last. That's month. right. They got they got doubled up by Carolina, forty to twenty. So does that continue to happen? You would hope not, but it's not looking good right now. As Carolina understands, I think the players understand that this entire organization is about to turn over. Maybe minus the GM, and certainly not the owner, who's going to be making those wide scale changes. So uh, some options to look at there uh, in Seattle. Tyler Lockett not as good as of late, but maybe DK Metcalf uh, popping in, in some of our projections on Daily Roto. He is currently. Cleveland at Arizona, we've got the two Heisman winners back-to-back. -back. Former teammates Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray going at it in Arizona. Again, a very high total right now at 49 and a half. Yeah, and look, I think this is a big Nick Chubb game. I've been on this very desk here. Well, not really on it, behind it. That's a different show that runs later in the nighttime. Yeah, it's but a, I, after dark. It is. It's uh, Roto, <laughs> Roto Experts in the evening. That's what that show right. is. But no, what I would say is this. When you're looking at this Cleveland game, the last couple of weeks we've been fading Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt's been eating into those touches a bit. Now we're in a spot where... I think this is a huge Nick Chubb smash game because Arizona is another team that just really can't defend very well. Uh, I'm not looking for a huge output for Baker Mayfield. I think they have a steady uh, lead here in this game, and they sit on this, and I think it really does favor Chubb. Chubb's price is pretty decent this week. And, yeah, I think Kareem Hunt can still be a guy you roster, but in the last couple of weeks where we were fading him altogether, I think this is a spot where you get back into the Nick Chubb business this week, and uh, you could still play Kareem Hunt as well, especially on DraftKings and the full-point PPR. But overall, I think this is the Chubb game and let's not forget about that Cleveland Browns defense a good matchup for them against the Cardinals yeah I like Chubb today I, I don't think he's been as talked about as some but I, I think this is an opportunity obviously you're going to be hoping for some touchdown equity with him not getting as many catches recently due to Kareem Hunt's workload but uh, I think Chubb's in a good spot here uh, overall last game we'll talk about uh is Atlanta at San Francisco. Atlanta putting up 40 last week. San Francisco giving up over 40 last week. Now, granted, they're at home, good defense, but they're a little banged up. And I think there's obviously an opportunity for Jimmy G and their offense to get it done. So can Atlanta play catch-up, at least stay with them for a little while? This is my favorite stack of the week. I love Jimmy Garoppolo's value here. And where the Falcons struggle the most is defending guys over the middle and that's pretty much all San Francisco does. They attack the middle of the field. So that means George Kittle up the middle. That means uh, him down the seam. That means these quick slants that they throw to Debo Samuel and to Emmanuel Sanders. That's pretty much their offensive attack. So that really plays in very well for Jimmy Garoppolo's value. Mostert seems to be the guy last couple weeks who was pulled ahead in that committee. He seems to be the chairman of that committee, which is fine by me. I mean, again, this is where we're at. And as long as teams keep getting W's, 
then you keep rolling with these things. And Mostert's value is still pretty low. Yeah. I think he's got touchdown upside in this game. But these receivers, especially especially over on the DK side, I mean, you got to love the pricing there of him and Garoppolo. Garoppolo is very expensive on the FanDuel side. I would fade away from him in favor of Mostert there. But get your shares of this game over on DK because I do think they are going to absolutely roll over the Atlanta Falcons today. Yeah, Rams and Dallas, another game that we're looking at as a game stack. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we have more time. We're obviously going to break down positionally, QBs, uh, RBs, wide receivers, tight ends, defense, the whole thing. We're going to start with running backs after the break. But for those of you watching on as Pluto Channel 517, Zumo Channel 719, streaming live on YouTube on Stir, listening on TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio, the Fantasy Sports Radio app. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us here. Filming this live between 8 and 9 Eastern, so make sure to uh, supplement all of our information with the continuing information that comes out over the airwaves. But Joe and I will be right back to talk running backs on the grid. We'll be right back. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on the grid. Stay with us to get the edge. And if you want to find Joe on Twitter, please do so at Joe at JoePCPS17. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Blue. And find us all, all our information where you can find us at SportsGrid on Twitter. So uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. We're going to get into running backs here. Uh, and <clears throat> you mentioned earlier uh, that you were going to 
probably fade Christian McCaffrey to some extent today. Why is that? Look, look, the touchdowns are just not coming for him. I think he's losing a little bit of steam. I think this offense is losing a little bit of steam. The turnovers are not helping because every time you turn the football over on a drive, that's one less opportunity to score. So I think there's a lot of reasons why you look at this and say, uh, where am I going to go here, Christian McCaffrey? And if I do pay this premium, that means he has to put up 30 points. And I think you're asking a lot at this point. Week 15 of the season. Now, it's not to say he can't do it. But then he has to put up 30, and then you have to find somebody else at running back that you like enough on that lower scale in order to make it work for them to get 15 points or so. And I think that's where I struggle the most this week is that problem where the low-end RBs are not that appealing this week. I think that mid-range RB, like I said, that the Gurley, Carson, that group of guys is very appealing. I think that's the difference, Mike. I think that's where everything's going to be won today, uh, certainly on the bigger slates, is that mid-tier. Yep. I, th- I think McCaffrey expecting a huge day out of him is fine, but uh, and maybe you'll get a little bit lower ownership. But to your point, when it comes to building lineups, I think this is where it's going to become difficult. And I think the guys that we're looking at are Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, and you mentioned Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, look, Derrick Henry is in that higher tank. We know that already. That's perfectly fine. That's where he belongs. He's earned that spot. But Chris Carson, that matchup is so good right now where you're looking at Carolina giving up a ton of running back points over the last month. He's the standalone guy again. He's got this opportunity again to solidify himself going into next year and leave no doubts about his position as the run back one, especially with, you know, Penny now having this injury. That's that's a big issue because you don't know when he's going to come back. Is he going to make it back for the start of the season? Probably not. He starts the pup list. So Chris Carson is a really important stretch for his career, not just for the Seahawks. So I look at that. And you also have to strongly consider what you've seen the last couple weeks out of Todd Gurley. You're finally seeing usage out of Todd Gurley that's similar to what we are used to in the past in 2017 and 2018. And maybe this was the plan all along to wait and see and then all of a sudden just take the reins off and let him go. If so, it certainly looks like it. Could we get fooled again? Of course we could. But I think right now you trust in what's going on because it's resulting in W's, and when it results in W's for teams, that usually results in good fantasy product as well. So I think Gurley's another guy you give strong consideration to. So a game to focus on, too, is the one that's happening right over our shoulder at 1 o'clock here at uh, we're at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, in New Jersey in MetLife Stadium right behind us. So we have Saquon Barkley. is actually our second highest projected running back for this week. It's been a while since he's been up there. And on the flip side, Patrick Laird coming with a lot of value because Miami has, frankly, lost players along the way. They're bringing back Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson on the wide receiver side this week. They've cleared concussion protocol, but Patrick Laird expected to get a lot of work and Barkley projected with a very big number today. Yeah, he is, and I I understand why, but I'm just a little concerned still. I would not go crazy with the Barkley shares at this point. I understand the price is low. I get it. I understand that it's very tempting. The talent is still there, but is the health there? That's my biggest problem, Mike. Is the health there? Because we've had a couple of these smash matchups for Barkley so far this year since he's come back from injury, and he hasn't smashed. He hasn't done that yet. So where are we here? I mean, I understand you want to get involved. You want to line up with him. That's fine. I would not do it in a single-entry tournament, and I would not do it in cash games either. Patrick Laird, especially on the DK side and the full-point PPR, you can make a good case for. He is one of the lower running backs on the trough. you got to figure he'll probably rush for like 35, 40 yards. You'll probably have 35, 40 receiving yards. You throw in five catches, all of a sudden that's a nice double-digit day there for Patrick Laird. Even if he gets that touchdown, you really have a, a big win there for him. I get the temptation with Barkley. I understand why the models like him so much. I would just limit the exposure because we've been down this road before, and I don't know how many times we're going to get fooled by it. Yeah. Uh, some other value plays. Now, we have to keep an eye on Josh Jacobs. I think it's a really important guy to keep an eye on. He's apparently having still having difficulty with that shoulder. He wants to play, but the Raiders obviously thinking about him as a long-term asset uh, beyond this season as they drift out of the playoff race. Uh, but Kenyon Drake... Uh, for the Cardinals, possibility here going up against Cleveland. And then you'd have to consider DeAndre Washington if Josh Jacobs is out, correct? Yeah, it looks like Jacobs is going to play. So you probably, as much as I don't want to do this, I think you would fade away from this mostly. If you tell me, what would you rather have, Jacobs or Saquon Barkley? I'd actually rather have Jacobs. It's that last game in Oakland in the black hole. I think they're going to go out with a bang today. I think it's all hands on deck, and then maybe Jacobs just takes the rest of the season off. It's possible that they do that, but I think this is a very important game for the fan base, very important game, and Gruden understands that, and I think Jacobs will be asked to do a lot. I don't think you can get too much into the DeAndre Washington business. Maybe the full-point PPR on DK, you can have one share. That's fine. That works. I understand that. 
Uh, but you mentioned Kenyon Drake, too, is another one of these low-cost guys. I just don't see the upside here. I see a situation where if you look at a game script, it feels like Cleveland should go in there and handle their business pretty well. And if you're playing from behind, it probably looks more like Christian Kirk and, and Kyler Murray and those guys. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, Josh Jacobs had a hell of a season. It's a really good matchup against Jacksonville. It's one of those risk-rewards. I'm willing to take the risk. But, again, I think it's a multi-entry tournament play, not necessarily a single-entry one. It's a pretty high point total out in Arizona, 49.5. So, not to go off on a tangent here, but how would you expect us to get to those numbers? I know you like Chubb, but who else in that game? I think you have to like Jarvis Landry. I mean, that that's what it's been. It's been Hunt. It's been Chubb. It's been Landry. That's kind of how things have gone. It hasn't even always been Baker Mayfield. It's been that group of guys who have really been carrying things over. And Baker Mayfield can always show up and put up a dud in those 12, 13-point Baker Mayfield days. It doesn't feel like that. So I think you can get involved there. But I tell you what, right here at the Meadowlands, I really like Fitzpatrick more. I know we'll get to quarterbacks in a little bit. Yeah. I think there's some guys in that similar price range who have a little bit more upside based on the weapons they have around him or, should I say, the lack thereof. A running game, per se, whereas the thing that the Browns do best right now is run the football. I think you can see a lot of that with Hunt and a lot of that with Nick Chubb in this one. So I think uh, I think Landry would be that way that I would go. But to me, it's it's Hunt on DK. It's Chubb on FanDuel. You could probably make a case for Chubb on the, the full-point PPR as well on DK just because of the price, I think, is right. Got it. You mentioned Todd Gurley earlier. Obviously, we're seeing some more efficiency out of him. Uh, we're seeing some touchdown equity, which is good. Um, we still have Dalvin Cook projected at a pretty good number uh, going up against the Chargers. We have Miles Sanders projected at a pretty good number. So give me a sense of those three guys and then maybe anybody else that we might have missed along Yeah, I think all of those guys are in play. You know, the problem with Dalvin Cook is kind of like McCaffrey, high-priced tag, maybe running out of a little bit of steam, maybe banged up. Now, the good thing about Cook this week is that Madison is out for this game. So if you're going to pay up for another guy that's not named Derrick Henry, I think Cook is the best one to pay up for because that Madison injury. So with him out of the equation, you know he's going to have the lion's share of the carries all to himself. And it is a good matchup against the Chargers there. I think you like that as well. So with Adam Thielen back, everything seems to be full bore for the Minnesota Vikings. So I think he is the number two in terms of high-priced guys that I would take, but I would still lean Derrick Henry just because he's more of the identity of that offense at this point in in the season, really. Yeah, we have Aaron Jones projected as a top 10 back as well. I like Jones this week, too. He put up a four spot against the Bears in week one. That's not going to happen again. I think we all understand that things have evolved here from week one. Mitch Trubisky's coming off his best game of the season. I can't believe I'm saying those words. but Played great. A couple weeks in a row. He did. And, and we always know Aaron Jones has touchdown upside. So I think that's another guy in this 7K-ish range, the higher version of that, where you look for the touchdown upside. I like it more on FanDuel than I do on DK because I think on DK you have more options there, uh, like the Kareem Hunts of the world. But I think Aaron Jones is definitely in play against the Bears, who have given up a ton of points over the last six weeks to opposing running backs, and that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, that defense has just not been what we've anticipated, uh, certainly throughout the year. Now, they did get a key mix. I was just about to say that. So it's a big... Even if you thought that the Bears' defense is playing not as well as they should have, they were missing a key piece in the middle of Keem Hicks. He's been activated off of IR and will play today. So uh, beyond that, uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, um, Raheem Moster, we talked about him earlier. I I think the difficulty with the Niners is even as good as they've been offensively at times, it's been difficult to understand or been difficult to stack them because the points have come from a lot of different guys. Sanders, Kittle, Mostert, Coleman, all throughout the season. Right now it's Mostert, though. Right now it's Mostert, and Mostert's been pretty consistent. Over 20 points the last two weeks, that's what you want. And Eckler, look, in terms of all-purpose backs, it might not get better than him right now. He's red hot, coming off a huge contest last week. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's it for running backs. It gave you a good sense there. I think it's a little bit of a tighter group this week. You can take some shots with some of the uh, hopefully lower-owned guys. But Joe and I will come back to talk wide receivers after this. If you want the edge, come back to the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season, then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. So if you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, I can only tell you that you're doing it wrong. So enter the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION. For a 10% discount, dailyroto.com. It's where millionaires are made. So let's talk. Let's try to make another millionaire on the NFL side. And we got wide receivers to talk about. So we're back to the Houston-Tennessee game to start because DeAndre Hopkins is at the top of our projections. But we also have a Chris Godwin without Mike Evans next to him uh, due to his uh, recent injury. Kenny Galladay. Solo, because there's no Marvin Jones. Solo is probably pushing it, but there's no Marvin Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Jr. There's not there. a lot left there. there, is, there I is think a... Solo Kenny Galladay sounds about right. Mike. So uh, Kenny Galladay. We have Tyreek Hill popping out uh, in projections for the first time in a little bit. Uh, and then uh, Devontae Adams and Julia, Julian Edelman up there as well. But I think those first four guys are probably more interesting than the final. Yeah, two. I think Hopkins is very appealing this week because Thomas is not on that main slate. So if you're looking for a guy who's trending upward, we know that if you want to pay and solidify one of those top wideouts in the league, Hopkins is a good matchup today, a cornerback matchup, good situation, high-scoring game, as Mike alluded to earlier. So it really looks like a good situation there for DeAndre Hopkins, and I would recommend actually paying up for him. We talk about the difference between paying up for a guy like Christian McCaffrey versus a guy like Thomas or Hopkins, and there's thousands 
of dollar difference between those guys sometimes. Yeah. So you have to understand it was a $2,000 difference to the best wide receiver on the board and the best running back on the board. And my goodness, why wouldn't you go with the best wide receiver on the board? I think that's the way to go, especially on DK. And on the FanDuel side, let's not forget about A.J. Brown, too. I mean, that's another guy in this game, too. You look at the matchup. He's going against Conley, who's not a very good corner. He's grading out at number 72 overall at PFF. Uh, Brown has a bit of boomer bust in him. He's more of a tournament play than a cash game play. But, Mike, I think it's hard to not recognize that uh, Brown really has become something here with Tannehill over these, what, seven weeks or so where Tannehill took over? Yeah, no doubt about it. I think A.J. Brown has shown that he might be the best rookie wide receiver out there. The rookie wide receivers have been surprisingly good this year. Uh, I think year over year, if you look at rookie wide receiver projections on the season, they're usually pretty tepid, right? They're, they're not, uh, they don't boom all that much. Uh, but this year, we're having some rookies that are really performing well. And A.J. Brown, especially in recent weeks, has been at the top of the list. I guess the only concern is if you're stacking with Ryan Daniel, the only concern for A.J. Brown is that he's been remarkably efficient, as has Tannehill. Right. right, he's scoring touchdowns. He's not. He's only seen five targets, I think, three times this whole season. So it's not due to volume; it's due to his efficiency and how talented he appears to be. But you can't count on him catching every pass and scoring two touchdowns every week. So I still think he's a good stack to have. I think that's going to be a relatively popular stack: Tannehill and AJ Brown. I don't know if you'd use it with Derrick Henry, but you can come back on the other side with DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's why it's going to be so popular. Well, if you're going to use Brown in a certain model, too, of lineup, I think what you do is you look at A.J. Brown and you think, okay, he's at 6,200 on FanDuel. What are some of the pivots around that in terms of price range? And one of those guys is Terry McLaurin against the Eagles today. He's only 6K, so that's another guy you can have No Paul Richardson in there. there. He's on Paul IR. Paul Richardson, so. no um, Darius Geis either to catch right. football. So McLaurin has a really good matchup here. Yeah, I know Dwayne Haskins has limitations. That's fine. But, I mean, even a situation where you look Looking at uh, a guy like Galladay, too, we mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of people will look at Galladay at this point and they'll say, oh, well, he's the only guy left and all this stuff. Listen, Kenny Galladay has been brilliant. That Tampa Bay defense against the pass is terrible. Okay? I love Kenny Galladay it this week. It never ends. Just keep, just keep going there. I mean, it's a good return. I know he's a little expensive there, 79. That's telling you something. That's telling you it's still a good matchup for him no matter what's going on, no That's matter right. who's playing quarterback, no matter who's lining him up. If they're double teaming, it doesn't matter. Kenny Galladay still is in the mix this week. Yeah, our slight adjustment in our projections, by the way, now has Chris Godwin as the top receiver on FanDuel with, uh, with Hopkins second, but still clearly both good plays. I think Galladay will have some ownership, will come with some ownership, right? There's no more Marvin Jones. We expect a relatively high-scoring game. Tampa not efficient against the pass. I, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm seeing through with Kenny Galladay. I think he, every time I've been able to play him in DFS this year, it's worked out. So maybe uh, I'm looking for a little bit of confirmation bias. But at the same time, I think Kenny Galladay, a really good play today. You mentioned A.J. Brown, some of the other guys for us to talk about. Robert Woods. So what's interesting about Robert Woods, and I, I gleaned this from the Daily Rota podcast with Mike Leone and Drew Dinkmeyer, is that his snap count has remained very high. Even as they've gone to more uh, jumbo sets, you know, a 12, um, uh, 12 lineups, which means two tight ends and one running back, Robert Woods has been out there. When they're going to uh, three uh, wide receiver sets, Woods remains out there. So I think you're seeing a snap count for him that's higher than even somebody like Cooper Cup, which is why Woods remains a high value from our projection standpoint. Yeah, and that's understandable, too. The recent trend's been very strong on him. Uh, especially on the DraftKings side in terms of price and return on investment. He's a great one today in that full-point PPR. Had his first touchdown of the year, if you can imagine. Yeah. Finally. I mean, my goodness, we had to wait 14 weeks for a touchdown. But it doesn't matter, and that's why I say you play the volume over there. Higby's shown up and been useful as well. Todd Gurley's helped out. Uh, of rate of late as well. So all of a sudden this Rams offense has been a little less Cooper Cup heavy, a little bit more spreading the ball around, and that's been a good thing. It's not spreading around to Cooks, but when we look at Woods, in the last three games he's got nine-plus targets, and he has uh, five red zone targets over that span. So things are going well. Keep looking for that red zone target volume to continue, and if it does, the touchdowns will continue to come as well. Yeah, so how about we talk Jarvis Landry. Uh, Odell Beckham still no. continues to be involved no. in our projections, but I, I, I think can't do it. No, I don't think anybody's comfortable with playing Odell at this How point. How can you be at this? Because point? we don't know if he's healthy. It's like an abusive relationship, Mike. We How know, can we keep doing this? Well, we know he's not happy, but we also don't think he's. We particularly haven't been happy healthy. for a long time, yeah, that's you know, right. Odell. That's right. That's right. <sighs> it's difficult. How about Jarvis? <laughs> Jarvis Landry, I can get behind. Yeah. 
Jarvis I can get behind. I'm in. Because it's, it's been there. You can count on it. You see it happening every week. Look, they've made no bones about it. Odell's not healthy. Right? Yeah, right? So if he's not healthy and he's not playing up to snuff and he wants out of Cleveland, what are they doing? I mean, at this point, uh, look, is it possible he could have a good game? Sure, it is. He's also got Patrick Peterson who hasn't played very well this year. But, you know, maybe an injured Odell Beckham is exactly what Patrick Peterson needs to look good again. But I think if you're looking for a receiver on the Browns and you don't go with Landry, I think you're crazy. Maybe you can make it a case for Njoku because they're so awful against tight ends and he is back and healthy, but that's kind of a dart throw too. I just I can't get there anymore with Odell. He has just one double-digit game over the last six weeks. One. I mean, when is enough enough here? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I think Odell's going to be tough. The only, the only reason you'd be doing it is a dart throw contrarian play. Or you hate but, uh, money. <laughs> You hate money. You want to light money on fire. Light your That's cash your on problem. fire. Just, uh, just take a, just take the hundred dollar bill. And just light it on fire. Uh, opposite that in of Odell and Landry in that game, though, we have Christian Kirk, who uh, obviously, as of late, has seen a really consistent uh, target share from Kyler Murray. So, how do you feel about Christian Kirk today? Uh, lukewarm. I got to tell you, in the same price range where you're talking about the sixty one hundred range. I see the guys like Golden Tate. I see the guys like Sterling Shepard. I see the guys who have situations there. We talked about A.J. Brown. I think those guys just have more upside. Um, he'll be uh, Greedy Williams will be on him today. You look at the numbers for Christian Kirk. Yes, he had that huge game against Tampa, but ever since, 7-4-13. That's not a great return on a 6.1K salary. So I'm going to fade away from Christian Kirk. I understand uh, the appeal, uh, again, if this is one of those guys you want to have that rotating 6K wide receiver, you could certainly put him into that mix of McLaurin and A.J. Brown that we keep talking about. Yes, he's in the mix. I wouldn't do it in a single entry, and I wouldn't do it in cash. I'll ask you about a couple more guys. D.K. Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's been pretty bad for fantasy purposes over the course of the last month, but D.K. Metcalf a little bit more projected to be a little bit more efficient today. You mentioned Golden Tate. Uh, Devontae Parker has cleared concussion protocol and will play today. And this makes me happy. And just received a contract extension, and the Giants cut Janoris Jenkins. So give me a little bit on Metcalf and then the Tate versus Parker. Scenario. My problem with Metcalf is this, Mike. My problem is he keeps dropping balls, turns the ball over. He has these lapses in concentration, which doesn't sound like a big deal until we get to a point where it matters in fantasy and all of a sudden you miss that pay line by two or three points. And when you do that, you look back and you say, well, what happened? Well, DK Metcalf, you dropped a couple balls, you should have caught. He's a rookie, though. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, for our purposes, we can bash him all we want. McLaren's a rookie, too. Josh Jacobs is rookies. You know, he's made plays, but at the same time, it's those lapses that are continual, and you don't see those improving. I think that's the problem you're looking at. You don't see improvement there. Devontae Parker, on the other hand, uh, give me all the Devontae Parker. He's got Sam Beal on him, who grades out as the 94th (laughs) overall cornerback. Uh, look, this is going to be a great situation. Sure, there's risk because if Devontae Parker gets hit at all, he'll probably come out of this game again because he was in protocol all week for the concussion. But you can't argue with the volume here for him. He has uh, one point, excuse me, they have 1.3 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers, the Giants do, over their last nine games. So they're basically giving up a ton of. So you're saying wide- they're bad? I'm saying they're very bad. I'm saying they're historically bad. 24th overall in terms of receiving yards to wide receivers. So there's so many reasons to like Devontae Parker. Fitzpatrick can throw the ball. It doesn't matter if it's going to be windy out there today. He's still got a strong arm. He's got a strong beard. He's got a strong belly. These are things that we like about Mr. Fitzpatrick. I wasn't aware of the belly. The beard is. Uh, oh, man. you got, beard, you got to love him. The Fat beard, beard the pirate. He's my favorite character. I love <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. But look, the, the volume is there for Devontae Parker. The touchdown upside's there. The contract's there now, too. So I wonder, now that he got paid, do you kind of kind of like take the foot off the gas a little bit? I hope not. Uh, I anticipate no. But yeah. the Giants are going to make him relevant today, no matter what. And you do like Tate on the other side. I like Tate and Shepard on the other side. His little tiny... You know, dart throw guys. One of those guys is going to be it. It's hard to figure out which one it's going to be. Is there I any don't path to that game either. being the game that smashes? Because hundred uh, percent, I agree. Hundred percent, that could be. I think you want to get involved in the Fitzpatrick Parker at the very least. Yeah. You want to go over to Laird and then start dabbling a little bit with the other guys at wide receiver. The Giants. It makes but sense. Like, but we're we're projecting Laird and Saquon to potentially have good games, with albeit with some trepidation on on the Barkley part. We like Parker. We like Tate. It could be a very surprise. You one. like Fitz. Not a lot. Of I love Mike Kosicki, who we're going to talk about after the break. So we'll do QBs. Why don't we just talk about Fitz and Eli and Mike Kosicki after the break? We'll just focus on that one game for the next 20 minutes. Not really. (laughs) 
there's a lot more information to come back with. So uh, if you want the edge, stay here on the grid with Mike and Joe. It's DFS today. We'll be right back. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, and <laughs> and Mike's got to read. If you want to be the next Ooh. Daily Fantasy Millionaire, dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK, that's D-U-N-K, Visit dailyroto.com backslash dunk to learn more. That's dailyroto.com backslash dunk. Dailyroto.com, where where millionaires are made. Millionaires, Mike. Uh, Just running a tight ship here uh, this morning. Uh, Thank you for joining us in week 15 as we continue to bring you all the DFS uh, projections and news and opinions and uh, everything uh, sponsored by Daily Roto. I hung out with those guys a couple of weeks ago. It's good to get to. I hope they paid. All those millionaires. Uh, well, is, I guess a millionaire paid, yes. Not those guys. It was the company holiday party. Oh, well, but, that's fair. Well, uh, but always good to see uh, Drew Nickmeyer and Mike Leone and uh, Colin Drew. 
the whole crowd. We had to call in Ricky Sanders because he lives in Chicago. But uh, Ricky Sanders and I started out in this business ten years ago together. Very nice. Yep, me and Ricky. Good yeah. times. Nice to see him having a lot of success. Good yeah. guy, doing good things and uh, winning some money lately. Too. Yeah, really nice. I think we're pretty good guys too. Oh, so I'd awesome like to see guys. us win, we're win some money today. Yeah. So how about uh, let's get to it. So I like Jimmy Garoppolo today. I know he's not the easiest uh, projection to have on a week to week basis, but uh, going up against this Atlanta defense that hasn't been able to stop much over the course of the last few months seems like a good play to me that's where we'll start i agree i'm with you so you and i will hold hands and walk into the uh the valley of the shadow of atlanta <laughs> because I, I just think if you look at this matchup it's all there i understand the falcons had that two-week span and by the second one i was starting to buy in a little bit said okay we gotta we gotta acknowledge it first game against new orleans that's eh, a one-off the second time you go Ugh, and then you go back and you realize that second game was against carolina and how pathetic they were and they lost their coach a couple of weeks later so now that everything's kind of come back to normal I think you would attack this as well. Garoppolo did play very well. I think there's a confidence build as much as you could take out of that uh, that big W there. So uh, I'm going to go along with you with Garoppolo. I think all the wide receivers are in play. If you want to pay up for Kittle, he's in play too. Mostert, again, 49ers are my favorite stack on the board today. I think you can go all in on San Francisco. Yeah, uh, but we should talk about, obviously, the guy that we talked about at the beginning of the show, and that's Ryan Tannehill. He's been remarkably efficient. Uh, the play-action numbers for him are spectacular. They're nearly perfect. Uh, so Tannehill, uh, obviously good projections today. We talked about A.J. Brown. We talked about how you like Derrick Henry. And in a game where we expect the most points to be scored, Tannehill is certainly an option, as is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is just a fantastic value today, 7,600 over on FanDuel. You gotta love what he's doing. I know we talked about at the top of the show. I don't want to talk about him too much because people will start to talk about us. But look, it's just it's going that way. He has been able to make plays. He's throwing the ball well. He's throwing touchdowns. There's balance in the offense. There's a lot to like here, too. And if you want to get involved on the other side of this game at Watson, I can't argue with that either. You want to pair him up there uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, you can absolutely do that. You have to get a little bit creative at running back, but it's not an impossibility. And I'll tell you what, let's not sleep on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Another great matchup here. He's just 7,300 over on the FanDuel side. You look at how bad that Giants defense is, the lack of run game. Patrick Laird is there, but Patrick Laird is not a world beater necessarily. So they're going to continue to throw the ball, and now that Parker's in there and Alan Hearns. Let's not forget about him either. He has also been cleared to play, so they got both guys on there, both sides. Yep. I think that's going to be very useful, and if you want to have a little Hearns section too and kind of fade away from Parker where everybody else is, that would make sense also. How about Russ Wilson? Uh, obviously, he's not been as, as good as of late, <sighs> yeah. but we do like them to probably a heavy favorite over Carolina. I think the today, problem right? is the price. If you're going to get to that 8,100 range, I think you might as well just pay up for Mahomes at eighty two at eighty three. Like you, you might as well just go all the way there, yeah. or go with Garoppolo. If you're going to pay up, I think you have to pay up, knowing you're going to get a certain total. And I just don't feel confident with the Seahawks right now. I think it's just another heavy run game for the Seattle Seahawks. See, we didn't talk about Pat Mahomes. Your thoughts on him going up against Denver? Well, here's the thing. I mean, Denver's played pretty well. Yeah. Defensively, they've been all right, and defense travels. We say that every week here on the program because it's true. And I'm looking at this one, and, and I say I understand paying up. Uh, I think that you can avoid doing that at quarterback this week because you don't have Lamar Jackson on this slate, so you're not trying to play catch-up at the quarterback position necessarily. But if you're going to pay up for one quarterback, I think Mahomes is the one to do it with just because that's another run game where you just throw your hands up and nobody knows what's going on. I know Williams is supposed to be back, but I don't think I care. And uh, since Mahomes has been back, he's been good, not great for the most part. I think this is a good opportunity at home. I think eventually they will continue to put up points on Denver. But if this game is a little closer, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, I think one note, it's important on Garoppolo. I think many of you out there might be thinking, if you haven't been tracking as closely, you think Garoppolo is probably a little bit cheaper. He's actually the highest-priced oh. quarterback on FanDuel He's today. a DK so, play. So, I right. said it earlier. I'm going to yeah. say it again. He's yeah. a DK play. Much more efficient in terms of price on the DK side on FanDuel. You know, the top guys on the board, which tells you something. Whenever you see a price variance that wide between a, a player you like, you know it's a good play. So take that and go play it over on DK play it on the cheaper and fade side. it over on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah understood. So uh, how about Kyler Murray? It's the last guy I wanted to talk about there. Um, might be an opportunity here for him to throw the ball around. They haven't been running the ball particularly well. There's really nobody to use that he could like at the running back position in Arizona. So how about Kyler throwing it around to Christian Kirk? i got to tell you, Mike, I don't like the trend here. It's going in the wrong direction here. Yeah. Maybe he's a little beat up. That hamstring, maybe it's not 100%. Offensive line has not played well lately, too. Yeah. I know it's tough, you know, the Rams and Steelers last two weeks back-to-back, but I don't know. I think for 7,600, I think I'd rather get into, again, why wouldn't you just play Tannehill? 
higher upside. I mean, if you're just trying to differentiate because of ownership, I, I think you're just playing against yourself then. You're just overthinking things. I would definitely stick with Fitzpatrick. I would stick with Tannehill in that price range over Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray at 7600 on FanDuel, same price as Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, just $100. You haven't talked about less. the Patriots at all either. We have not. Against the Bengals, yeah, the lowly right. Bengals. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Mike? Do you think that they go in there and uh, put a hurting on the Bengals? <sighs> yes. I, Do they put an offensive hurting on them? I guess that's the real question. Or are they not capable of putting an offensive hurting on anybody at this point? I, I honestly, it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like this might be the week where you could play Sony Michelle and get get a little bit over on the field. I know Mike Leone and Drew Dinkmeyer talked about it on the podcast, but it was something I thought going into that because as difficult as guy as he is to play in seasonal and uh, leagues for sure, I don't even think he's somebody I would recommend over a lot of different guys. But in DFS and a game where they're trying to get right, see if they can get their blocking seams down, they're going to be playing from in front, which means he's going to be on the field and not James White. I think Sony Michelle is probably the guy that I'd want. Now, Julian Edelman is what he is, and he's going to catch a bunch of passes today, but I think Sony Michelle could be the one guy that you might be able to differentiate yourself with for the Pats. They've missed Devlin. At I agree. You know, that was a huge loss. They keep talking about the offensive line and how it isn't playing well, but I, they I missed really the fullback. think they I played totally that agree. Fullback and, and people do not talk about Devlin being out. You see how good that 49er run game has been, and then when Kyle Juszczyk went out, you saw what happened there all of a sudden. If you watched the Patriots last Juszczyk year, most has been great. If you watched the Patriots last year, they, they, they're in a similar position last year. They lost those two games. Exactly they, lost to, they lost to Miami yep. on the Miami Miracle. They come back, they play a terrible game against the Steelers. And that was after week 15. So it's exactly a year ago. <clears throat> Don't fall into then, the trap. <laughs> then they get the running game right. It was Burkhead. It was Michelle. It was Devlin. And they won a Super Bowl because they were able to run the ball efficiently. And, and Devlin defense. was a part of that. Devlin's a huge part. Of <clears throat> so I, I think it's a really important point. Now, he's still not there. So does that uh, fly in the face of what I said about Michelle? Perhaps. Look, but, I also think you have to keep in mind whenever there's one of these non-controversy controversies for the Patriots, how they respond typically. It's uh, the, that us the against taping. the world. <clears throat> it, you know, do they really need to tape the signals of the Cincinnati Bengals? Really? Are we at that? But really? Who cares? We don't have enough time, but I'll yeah. say they just shouldn't. They, no. they know they are. They, they shouldn't they, be doing They know they can't drop the ball when it comes to those kind of moments. Like, you you have to make sure you get all the clearances you're supposed to get. Don't just get the one. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Tell everybody, Tell everybody guys, we're doing this. You know, yeah, you're right. They should know better. They should do a better job of this. And it's a failure there. But this whole nonsense, like, it matters. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can go get that same footage from the All-22 that they get every week and download that and get all the signal calls you want. So it's a non-story. I mean, only in the fact of, once again, the league is poking the bear, and every time the league pokes the bear, they go out there and yeah, get it's another a good piece of hardware. Good motivational right tool here. for them, yeah. So, all right, let's talk, uh, let's talk tight ends. we got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Hunter Henry right at the top of the list, which is what you would expect at this time of year, considering everybody else is hurt. And all these guys are on the main slate. Yeah. So that's good. <clears throat> I mentioned that we were going to talk about Mike Gesicki, so I'm going to talk about him first. The Giants haven't been able you to cover a tight end. some today. They have, not, it, Mike. they have not been able to cover a tight end this decade. <laughs> and Mike Gesicki is in a position. Now, Wilson and Parker are playing. And we do have a layer that can catch passes. So, would that take down his passing volume? Conceivably. But I like Gasicki in a game where the they can't cover the tight end, and he'll probably see some volume. He's also cheap. He's four grand on DraftKings. Absolutely. Uh, I think you look at the cost, you're looking for a, a good upside tight end. It certainly makes sense. Uh, I think Kyle Rudolph continues to be in that conversation as well, especially with Adam Thielen back. I think that actually helps. A lot of people would say, well, doesn't that hurt him? Yeah, if Adam Thielen was 100%, but I don't think he is 100%. So just because he's out in the field and says he is doesn't mean he actually is. Yeah, we didn't talk Kyle about Rudolph, Thielen at all. Yeah, back. well, but I, I don't, and I don't think we should. <clears throat> I yeah. think it's a wait and see. Uh, I think it's a little too brave for me to get out there right away. Kittle, we mentioned, if you're going to go to the top of the board, Kittle and Kelsey certainly do make sense today. I think a lot of people are going to be on Ertz, and I almost think that's so chalky that I would get away from it. I'd rather pay up for Kittle or Kelsey. And we haven't gotten those. For Ertz, I think you need the game that he had against the Giants. You do. He scores you need twice. That. But I, I, I don't know about you, Mike. Would you consider, you know, Kelsey's been a very strong floor player, but in terms of the actual ceiling, you haven't seen a lot of that ceiling. Is today that perfect storm there? Because Denver's corners do play pretty well. Do you think that that's what you'll get out of this game? You'll finally get one of these big Kelsey games today? It's a good question. 
Because it but seems I think like a, given a the good two guys, matchup for it. But I think the two guys at the top of our board, given those two guys, mm-hmm. I think I'd go with Kittle. Today. Yeah, I, I, could, I agree. I would still lean Kittle as well. And um, Waller is interesting. Because Waller's a guy I love because I think he's that perfect ratio of price and volume. Yeah. And I do think Oakland's going to show out today. I really do. I remember Waller's price up. was creeping up and up and up, and he was the most expensive tight end of the board. Now. And it was the same point <clears> where Hunter Renfro was really useful. Yeah. And then Hunter Renfro got hurt. That's right. <laughs> and now he's $1,100 cheaper than Travis Kelsey and 1000 bucks cheaper yeah. than George Kittle. Waller's so. a great mid-level tight end this week. He's, he's our like third highest Andrews projected guy. tight end, yeah. but I, I really like him today because I think Jacksonville is – I mean, you want to talk about a checked out team? Checked out. They're checked Doug out. Doug Marone's the next guy to go. Yeah. Yeah. Been a fun ride, Doug. Yeah. Has it's it? to be over soon. Well, I mean, well, I got the AFC Championship game. Yeah, right? I guess. And they also didn't allow his quarterback to throw the ball, and then they lost that uh, game. So. These things happen. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, all right. So, any other tight ends there? Kasiki. Oh, oh, one, I think one, a couple of important guys that are on the cheaper side. Ian Thomas did see double-digit targets last week, yes. and Greg Olson is out again uh, with the concussion. Caden Smith of the Giants is somebody that you can get as yeah, a punch Ian play. Thomas is a, is a strong dart throw, but don't rely on it. Like Tyler Higby, gonna... Gerald Everett? Absolutely. Higby. Higby all day. going with this Higby all day until okay. it fails right now. We only have a minute left, so we're going to rip off the defenses here. Patriots, Eagles, Seahawks, Niners, Chiefs, Bucks. Those are our top six. Throw the Browns in there, too. You want to throw the Browns in I want to throw the well. Browns in there, too, especially on DraftKings. I think they're a good value there. But, okay. yeah, and Kansas City... That defense has played much better recently. Uh, rookie quarterback on the road into Arrowhead. I like that scenario too, but it's it's hard not to like uh, uh, paying up for <laughs> for the Patriots is not a terrible thing this week. No, because be ready. and they've got all the snap calls. They have all the snap calls. <laughs> they have all the I mean, snap calls. They they will probably dominate on special teams. Don't be surprised if you see a block kick, a Matthew Slater special. They're going to be motivated. Uh, kind of today. deal. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, I, and plus they're going to get up in yeah. this game. And then that'll give them more opportunities. And it's going to make Andy Dalton force him to throw the football and um, a lot of turnovers there. Yeah, the Eagles, if they can get after Dwayne Haskins and force some turnovers, that's okay. But it's been a very run-heavy team in Washington. So that's it. You're looking at uh, this game over our shoulder, Miami and New York. Should be an interesting one. Houston and Tennessee, a big game stack. We also like uh, Atlanta and San Francisco. That's Joe's favorite game stack of the week. Love it. Keep Keep it glued right here. Roto Experts in the Morning is next with Joe. I'll be back for pro football today soon. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Here's what you missed on DFS Today. Oh, I missed. Who would have thought Ryan Tannehill would change everything? Ryan Tannehill has played absolutely fantastic football. And, yeah, at the same time, you would say, well, what was going wrong with the Dolphins all those years? Was it Adam Gase? Was it the team around him? Maybe it was a combination of all those things. All I know is that Ryan Tannehill has picked up this Titans team. They've been rolling ever since, and it doesn't hurt that we are in my favorite time of year, and that's Derrick Henry season. That's right. The holiday season is time for loved ones and Derrick Henry running the football. And those are my two favorite things, Mike Blewett. And that's what's going on. And, look, A.J. Brown's become relevant as well uh, through Ryan Tannehill's play. He's making plays with his legs. He's finding ways to get the job done, and in terms of return on investment, he hasn't climbed that far yet in terms of salary where he's overpriced himself. He's in a good spot. Uh, 65 over on DK. He's in the low 7, mid-7 range again on Fanduel. You really got to love what you see on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, uh, some concerns about Henry being banged up. We'll talk about the individual position groups a little bit later, but uh, any concerns about Derrick Henry being banged up at, at this point, or you think that he's just going to be a workhorse regardless? Well, the problem is this. The problem is you've now gotten to a point where you have Derrick Henry at this high price tag. Now, a couple weeks, he's been in that low eight range, and it's steadily climbed and climbed and climbed, and now, now we're at a point where we're at 9-1 over on FanDuel. So is he worth it? Yeah, he is. He probably still is in cash games. I think in tournaments, it's a little bit more difficult, especially with some of the other running back value on the board. There's a lot of guys in that low seven range that you could pair up instead of going stars and scrubs there. Uh, I definitely prefer Henry this week to Mr. Christian McCaffrey if you're going to spend up as well, but I think Henry still plays in cash, even at that 
salary, I think it's a pretty good one. Even with the injury, it's something he's been kind of nursing through the last few weeks. And let's not forget the other side of this ball, too. DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, certainly a nice pairing as well in cash. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, I think plenty of options there. Uh, let's move on to the next. That's the highest total uh, on the board right now, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, the next couple of highest are Seattle at Carolina and Cleveland at Arizona. Let's start with that 1 o'clock Seattle at Carolina game. What do you think there? Russell Wilson not been as efficient yeah. as of late. He was uh, tearing the league up. He was an MVP candidate. I think Lamar has uh, dusted just about everybody in that race now. But uh, Russell Wilson really concerning the last couple of weeks. Only four touchdowns and four picks. Yeah, things have gone south a little bit for the Seahawks of late. But I would keep this in mind, too. This is the perfect storm here for Chris Carson. Uh, all of a sudden, that Carolina defense has really kind of shut its doors up and gone home for the season. And uh, they're giving up a ton of points to opposing running backs. And the best news for Chris Carson was the worst news for Rashad Penny, who tore his ACL last week. So now Carson's got that backfield to himself. I don't want to hear about ProSize or anybody else. It's a great opportunity for Chris Carson to smash, and he will. Carson is the best standalone piece. I think you like the Seahawks' defense in this one, too. But I love the running game there. And, of course, DJ Moore, you can't make a lineup and play DFS without DJ Moore somewhere because he's just been so damn consistent. But I'm yeah. going to fade CMC this week. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.